0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from the Rock of Gainesville. Well, here we are. Here we are. Thanks to Pastor George and Suzanne for another opportunity to stand in this pulpit and share a word with you guys. I um, never take it lightly and and, and count it a privilege, So, so thank you, and thank you guys for being here. Otherwise, it would be probably me and the staff. And, uh, you know, we love each other, but we see each other all week. So it's good to see you guys, too. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about the joy of your calling today. The joy of your calling. And um, first, we want to say, what is calling? We want to ask that question, what is calling? Well, if you want to look for a dictionary definition, it says this, a strong inner impulse toward a particular course of action especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. So as believers, we're looking not just for, I feel like I ought to do that. That really excites me. I want to go after that. There's a divine directive that we want to lay hold of and say, man, where is it that you would have me, God? What is it that you would speak to me? What is it that you would have me do in my life? Okay. So there's a divine directive that we have attached to that. And um, with that, we're going to go to one of, my, uh, one of my favorite books in the Bible and, and one of my favorite chapters. Um, I, I call it My Nehemiah because Pastor Ron, you all know if you've been around a long time, Pastor Ron is going to go to some Nehemiah. That's one, of his, that's one of his jams for sure. That's in the playlist, okay? Nehemiah is, and for me, Colossians is that um, many times. And so we're going to go to Chapter 3, and there's a couple of what I consider for myself life scriptures. And, and, and as a side note, I encourage you to have some life scriptures, Okay. That in those moments when you may be disillusioned, you might be like, I don't know exactly what's going on. It might be dark. It might be difficult. You got these scriptures that you go to, and they're like anchors in your soul. You say, I got a little thrown off. A well, I know that's true. I know that's right. I know, and I remember what God spoke to me, and I know what he's doing in me when I hear that word. So I encourage you to have some things like that in your life that you go to in his word. So two of those right now. Colossians chapter 317, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him, giving thanks to God the Father through him, and then you go down to verse 23 and 24, it says this, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, you are serving the Lord Christ, All right, we're going to dig into that word this morning. Father, we are so grateful to be in your house once again, and we're grateful for what your word has to say. Father, what I speak this morning is, Lord, let my words, what is of me, be less, Father, and let your word be elevated. Let what the Holy Spirit has to say be elevated. Let what you want to speak to your people today be elevated right now and received. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Come on, that was a little weak. Everybody said. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Now talk to me this morning, please, okay? Because I might just wrap it up and just go on back down to the front row if you don't, okay? So talk to me this morning. I won't mind. Amen. if you need to stand up, give me the stank face, something like that. Whatever you got, man, it's cool. Wave a hand. Hanky, whatever you got. But I'm just grateful. And I say that because this morning, man, it's just been so stirring me because, listen, what we have in America in our freedom and worship is not the norm on the planet. I just want you to understand, man, if you haven't been somewhere else, just go for that reason. Understand this is not the norm, okay? So if you ever get the the bug to want to complain, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up, saints, don't complain. Because you go somewhere else, ask some of us who are from other places in the world where it's not like that. <laughs> you don't have that freedom to go speak a word in due season to somebody or, or declare your faith or come into a house like this and freely give your expression of worship outwardly to the Lord. Now, we got our brothers and sisters in China who are like, man, Just a little quiet. Make sure my neighbors don't hear me worship today. Because we could all go to prison today. I mean, we have to be hit with that reality sometimes. You know? For doing what we did this morning, there's some folks who could go to prison today. Might face execution today. So, man, what that says for me is not that we should sit here and wring our hands and feel bad, but that you better take every opportunity to worship, man. Lift your hands when you got a chance. Shout. Shout when you got a chance. Because you know what, your shout might help somebody else. Might help infuse somebody else's victory and help them get through, okay? So I encourage you. So with calling, a couple things with calling. There's a couple questions we will ask. Number one, what has the Lord called you to do? What has the Lord called me to do? This thing of, man, what is the purpose I have? What is it that I know I'm supposed to do this? I'm supposed to be about this? And then the second thing is, because once you get on that page, you want to enjoy it. Most of us do. So what, okay, what is your calling? What what are we called to do? And then are you walking in joy in the calling you have? Are you walking in joy in the calling you have? Now, let me help you here. I didn't say happiness. (laughs) Let me come over here and say it. I did not say happiness because you won't always be happy. Ask my children when I correct them. (laughs) Fun-loving Pastor Jamie, not when I have to correct some stuff. It's often not super exciting to them. (laughs) But it bears, as the scripture says, man, it brings forth the peaceable fruit of righteousness, right? Right? Come on. When we get through that thing. But happy happy isn't always the thing. I'm telling you. Man, it was beautiful to go to a wedding yesterday. I love weddings. I'm serious, man. It's like my jam times 10 when I go, get to go to a wedding. It's so exciting because it's, it's, it's the fruition of what God spoke in the beginning as man and woman came together and he created us and then released this purpose in the earth. So I, we see it come and happen again. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. So I'll be shouting. I don't, it may be like a subdued wedding. It, forget it. I'm going to have cheers coming out of the back. So if you want to go to a wedding with me, it's going to get a little unruly for a moment or two because I'm excited about what God's doing there. But, you know, the happy couple from yesterday, there will not be many days, and there might not be as happy because (laughs) we got to live together now. Hello? I mean, come on. I love you. You love me. But, hey, we're real people who still are not all the way sanctified. Praise the Lord. (laughs) So God's doing something. But it doesn't mean we can't have deep joy in that, just that satisfaction in him knowing that we're in the purpose of the Lord. And the happy comes and the happy goes. But happy is not what I live by alone, okay? It's the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. So in asking about that calling, are you more concerned with being delighted and excited about your calling or wondering and wandering, thinking you're missing something because you're not in somebody else's calling, okay? It's, It's do I have the joy of the Lord because this is where God's called me and this is what he's doing in me. And this is what he wants to work out in me. So as we consider that, like I said, I'm going to one of my life chapters in the word of God, Colossians chapter 3. And, I'll, and, and I hope this will help you see some of what the Apostle Paul gave us, which was just spiritual gold in this chapter of the scripture. Because what he does is he breaks it down in, a, in two different sections as we read through this passage of scripture. And Paul gives us what I would call first general principles for Christian living. Okay. So this is verse 1 through 16. All right. This is, this is a uh, truncated Bible class here today, okay? If I had you for a month, we'd go through this chapter for a month. But we got 35 minutes, and we're gonna make it power-packed in Jesus' name. Who's with me? Amen. Amen. So general principles for Christian living happen through verses 1 through 16. And basically what Paul does there is he gives us the proper perspective. You've heard me preach out of verses 1 through 4 before, talking about setting your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, right? For your life's hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then we also will appear with him in glory. Okay, he's setting the proper perspective in which everything else needs to be viewed by, which is this life in Christ. Then he goes on and begins to tell us the things we ought to put off. There's some stuff you ought not to be about as a believer. Okay, but the beauty is he doesn't stop there. There's some stuff we put off, but there's also some things we put on. Okay? And that literally is how this chapter goes. So we proper perspective, we put off some things, we put on some things as believers. And then come comes comes around verses fifteen and sixteen where he begins to tell us about letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly admonishing one another or encouraging one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Talking about community, right? So not only is this faith individual, but it's together, us coming together as community to build one another up in the faith. And then we get around to that scripture I just gave you a minute ago where Paul gives us this anchor of Colossians chapter 317. And in that context, he's laid all this stuff out. There's some stuff you ought to put off. There's some stuff you ought to put on. And it's like Paul's giving us this. If there was any doubt As to what I was talking about and how comprehensive this perspective ought to be. Verse 17. And whatever you do, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything. Oh. (laughs) Oh, everything? You know, my everything. Everything, yes, everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. So now that makes us look at everything through that lens. Man, the way I spoke to my wife just now, could I do that in the name of the Lord Jesus? Come on now. You know what I'm saying? The way I just spoke to my child, is that I could do that in the name of the Lord Jesus? Can I throw the Jesus T-shirt on and say, "Yes, I represent Jesus with that action, that word." Hello, woo! Oh, getting real at eleven forty-four. Come on, yeah. We, me and uh, me and some friends used to go out um when I was in college back in the day. Preach on uh, Fridays and Saturdays um, th- downtown. We'd go to the clubs and like, hey. Church is this. You guys go to the clubs Friday Saturday to preach the gospel and pray for people. We did. While they were out there coming in and out of clubs, while they're on the side of the road throwing up, hey, man, let me help you up. Which is the reality. It's ugly, but that's the reality and we'd have opportunities to preach to people and there was a brother who we were encouraging about this and he was new in the faith and at least I feel like new in the faith as far as the seriousness in his walk. So we're talking about being built up, being strengthened and, and, and this is what we want to walk in as young men and we need each other, man, because this walk is is challenging and, and uh, so we are out there, about four of us, and we're, we're, we just finished ministering to this kid. And we start, wa- let's just walk down the street. Let's just walk down the university, pray in the spirit, and see where God would have us go. And right in the middle of that, up in traffic comes this car. And the traffic stops with this dude right there in front of me, booming music, and about six women in this car with him, partying down. Now, hey, maybe the brother was having a women's ministry meeting that <laughs> if we want to believe the best. <laughs> and right then, he literally, his window is open. And I was like, hey, bro, how you doing? And his face was just like, I did not expect to see y'all. I was like, I told you, you're bad. We go down Friday and Saturday and preach. You should have went somewhere else to go clubbing. <laughs> I chuckled about it. maybe Hopefully God used that. But the, the, the thing is, hey, it, if that was, hey, you know what? These are six women at the well, and I'm ministering to them, and my heart's right for, okay, cool. But if not. Is it in the name of the Lord Jesus or not, bro? Is it in his name that we're doing that? That part of your calling in your life? Or is that part of your calling in your life? Or is that about you and your flesh? Okay? It's questions that we have to ask ourselves. And whatever you do, everything is unto him. So put that filter on and say, man, I got to look at what am I doing and what am I saying? And does this glorify the Lord or is this about me? Is this about how I want to do things? Is this something that Jesus would say, yeah? Or is that something he would say, hey? (laughs) You know what I mean? Here's a a beautiful word out of the Matthew Henry commentary. It says this, those who do everything in Christ's name will never lack topics of thanksgiving to God the Father. So good. I'm so glad I have that book in my office. Those who do everything in Christ's name will never lack topics of thanksgiving to God the Father. When we allow everything that we do to be colored by the word of God, by is this honoring? Can I do this in Jesus' name? Is this what he would have for me? I'll never lack a topic of thanksgiving. But if it's about me, if it's about me being gratified in my flesh, whatever, then it can be questionable. It has the ups and downs. Am I driven by happy or am I driven by man? This is the will of God. This is God's calling for me. And this is what he has for me in this moment. All right, so verses 1 through 17 take us there. Then we go down to verse 18 through actually chapter 1 of verse 4. And in that section I have what what we would call principles for relationships, and that includes work, okay? Principles for relationship including work. And so this is where Paul gets into the, the, the nitty-gritty details of, of, of husbands and wives and kids and then how you operate and function with your employer, which is where a lot of us spend a lot of our lives, is in those environments, in this place of relationship. And, 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 and on that thing of relationship, that's how all of y'all got here, okay? It might have went sideways between mom and dad, but you got here because of relationship. Hallelujah. Bless Jesus. Yes, preacher. Tell the truth. <laughs> You all got here in relationship. If you ever wonder why it's such a struggle and a battle in culture as to who am I? What's a man? What's a woman? How do they come together? How do we work with all that? The enemy is about destroying what God has ordained as the initial way in which we interact in this world and glorify him. It's not some, the South, and they're super conservative. Oh, we're more liberal over here, whatever. All that. And politicians and whatever. Else. It's about coming together in the way that God has designed in order to express him clearly in the earth. And we understand that, we will then function accordingly and then we'll fight the battles we need to fight, okay? And speak the words we need to speak and express it in such a way that there will be an exemplary standard in your life because you said, whatever I do, I ain't doing it for you, bro. Do it because you're looking? It's because there's a higher. There's another one that I'm looking to please and to honor. Whatever I do is as unto him and not unto the world, okay? So that thing of relationship, we're all interacting and living this thing out in relationships. And so Paul gives us all these these, these specifics of how we function in our family and then how we go into our jobs and how we work and how we do that honorably. And he gives us another anchor, verses 23 to 24, and he says this, whatever you do, work heartily. All the bosses said amen. Amen. Whatever you do, work heartily. Ask for the Lord and not for men. Not for men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Man. So you go into that calling and that purpose and that directive that you have, that day-to-day activity, knowing Man, I'm serving the Lord Christ. I might work for Jamie Prison, but I'm serving the Lord Christ. You know what I'm saying? Help me out here. I'm serving the Lord Christ because that's where my inheritance and my reward comes from. Because I might show up on time or early, but I might be cussing you out in my heart and my mind. Ooh, boy, come on. Can we get real with it, saints? You, you might have said something out of your mouth to just deal with the situation, but your heart was wicked. And you may have to go back to the place of prayer and then go back to that person because that's who you actually wronged. Mm Mm-hmm. They wished when when they asked Jesus about the great commandment, he would have just left it between him and God. But he didn't. And we'll talk about that more in a second, about half a page down in my notes. (laughs) Telling you. Because there's a work that's being done and it's going to be with people all together. It's not going to be you and Jesus only. Okay, if you got that as a word, let me help you. Lies. All lies. Then I'm going to go home and be by myself and it's me and Jesus. Trust me, Jesus has a body. And if you're attached, bro, you're attached. You can feel like you can detach all you want. But the scripture tells me that you're going to die, 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 D-I-E. If you're by yourself because you are called into this relationship. So do what you need to do. Go toe to toe and get it right. Because that's part of your calling as well. It's being connected to these other people, whoever they are. And it's just, that's the thing about people. They're everywhere. (laughs) You just seem to keep showing up. (laughs) If you live in my house, there's plenty of them just in the house. (laughs) Eight of us. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? Listen to this. Another commentary from, from, from Matthew Henry. It sanctifies a servant's work when it is done as for God and not merely for people. There's a sanctifying effect of when your work is done as unto the Lord and not just because I got to get over it because you're in front of me, you know, just so I don't actually cuss you out. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm being real today. Let's, let's be honest about what's in the heart sometimes. Be careful with feeling, oh, my heart's always hurting. Right. Come on. Sometimes your heart's not right, and it's okay to trust God with that and then say, Lord, help me. Help me work through that so I can glorify you in this relationship so everything I do is heartily as to you and not as for men because my reward and my inheritance is coming from you because I'm serving you, Lord Jesus, worshiping you, Lord Jesus. And I know I want to punch him in the face right now, but I'm serving you, Lord Jesus. (laughs) and be sanctified as God does a work, man. There's no condemnation in that. Be real, be real, but allow God then to do a work. Cause that can be perverted when you're like, oh, I'm just gonna be real and just stay as I am. Yeah, cause Jesus said, come as you are and stay as you are. Lie. <laughs> no, he didn't. But that's the Bible we want to preach sometimes. He said, come as you are. And in coming as you are, God is going to do a work in your life. Cause it's him who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Come on, read your Bible. Yes. The word is good because I got nothing to offer you without that. I'm just telling you, I got nothing to offer you, okay? I can sing a little bit, play a little guitar, right? The public speaking thing. But if it's not God, man, it's not his word. I don't have anything to offer you. Go to that. So in, in, in that, here's a point. We must have God's perspective on our lives and our calling. We must have God's perspective on our lives and our calling, We've got to have God's perspective on our lives and calling. Romans 12 tells us this, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so we can prove what is the good and what is the acceptable and what is the perfect will of God. So we've got to have God's perspective on that, and which includes your calling. To go back to this thing of relationships, sometimes, man, we're looking across the fence, and the grass is so green. And, you know, I like to say it this way. The grass is so green because you just can't get close enough to see all the dog poop that's in that thing. Am I telling the truth? You get closer, you go, oh, hey. Whoa, didn't know that was in there. <laughs> That's a little different. I'm not quite sure I want to get into that one. It's like that commercial from several years ago when they started having all these debt consolidation firms that opened. And this guy was at his big, beautiful mansion and this huge pool. And he had his $15,000 riding lawnmower. And he's driving around cutting his grass. And he's smiling, telling you all the stuff he has. You see his cars, five-car garage and all this. And he's smiling. He goes, and they have this, and they have that. He goes, I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. <laughs> He's just like, hold it out, and you're like, wow. True story, story because sometimes that's what we're doing. We're thinking, oh, it's all at his house. It's all good. At at, at that place, it's better. If I got to that job, and God is like, man. Romans 12 to be transformed. Get your perspective right, because you probably need to just go home and work your house. You need to go your field and work that. Get to your church and work that. Get to your job and work that. God will move you along if he needs to. Promotion comes from him. But let's be joyful in the place where God has set us. Give me a start. Oh, man, I'm going to have to. Pastor, I'll text you. I need a series on this. <laughs> man, be joyful in the place where God has you. It's his place for you. And the calling he has, you can be joyful in. So here's a few practical steps with that. First, be joyful in the calling you have, not desiring to be someone else. Be joyful in the calling you have, not desiring to be someone else. You know, this whole FOMO thing, it's a real deal. It's a real thing. fear of missing out, you know, and you've got the, you're on the, looking at someone's social media, you're like, wow, my friend from high school, they're so young and fit looking, and I'm so not. <laughs> oh, and they just went here on vacation. I went to vacation at Walmart to buy more food for my children. <laughs> I'm serious. Comparison, man. Comparison's a killer in the joy in your calling. You're trying to have what he or she has. And you got no business with that. Because you know if you needed it, God would have gave it to you. (laughs) You have what you have is what you need, man. Go home and be joyful in what the Lord has provided for you. Ephesians 2 is another one of my chapters I love in the word. In verses 8 and 9, we see the work of salvation. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not our own doing. It's it's the gift of God, not a result of works. Lest we should boast. So there's no works to get your salvation. But Paul reminds us then in verse 10, and I wish as I was growing up, more people would have quoted verse 10 to me. So verse 10 says that we're his workmanship and we're created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So the, so this gospel of no responsibility, meaning you just Jesus just receives you and then he just leaves you alone the rest of your life, you can do whatever you want, is not truth. God's actually prepared some works beforehand that you should walk in them upon salvation, not for salvation. Come on, let me help you with the theology. It's not works for salvation. It's works upon salvation that you will then walk out because it's his purpose for you. It's like, man, I can't wait to save him or her so that then I can see the fullness of what I created for them to walk in. Okay? With joy. Not always happy. (laughs) But with joy. You know, it made me think of my son, my 12-year-old, Jaden. If you know Jaden, listen, if you ever want just to chill, like to the nth degree, spend some time with Jaden. That brother, Gina said when she was pregnant with him, it felt like she was on a cruise. Because everything, she goes, everything with Jaden is like slow, easy going, yeah, hey. Good times. He's hanging out. Well, Jaden's a builder, too. He, he likes to look at things and analyze, and he wants to build. And wh- because of that, one of the outworkings for him is he loves Legos. And so he actually, for his recent piano uh, performance he did, they had to make a craft that went with their song. And so he had a song that had a French origin, so he made an Eiffel Tower out of Legos. And I was like, I didn't buy that. He, he made it. He made it up out of the Legos, which was pretty cool. It wasn't a pack that he made. So he just loves the Legos, and he even... He's so meticulous. He's got like one of those organizers because he saw somewhere that they had somebody who had every Lego color separated. So in his bedroom now, you'll see these two organizers, Legos in the different colors <laughs> organized, so that he's ready to build. Got all that they're all ready. So he builds this Eiffel Tower, and I looked at that and I said, you know what? That is so like our calling. The problem we oftentimes have is, you ever seen a Lego brick, okay? They can vary in size from about that big to little tiny ones, uh, and I know because I've stepped on untold millions of them in my home. <laughs> Middle of the night, Gina's like, "Go check on Abigail." And I'm like, "Oh God!" Ah, oh. Lego on the foot again. <laughs> and and the funny thing is, sometimes we're like that about the individual blocks of our calling. You step in on something, and you're like, "Oh." It's a part of the process, buddy. It's a part of your Eiffel Tower. It's a part of the building blocks of what God's called you to do. Don't begrudge it. That diaper change, (laughs) I've changed a lot of them. That situation at work, that meeting that just doesn't seem to end at the office. (laughs) We have some of those around here. We have, I don't know if it was, it was you who bought it, Pastor sues but we have this thing in our conference room that says, uh, it says be nice to me or I'll send you to another meeting. Something like that says. <laughs> I was like, that's brilliant. That meeting, that, that, that situation you have to work out with another co-worker, that tough subject you got to talk to one of your kids about. All those things, blocks. Yep. That thing you have to learn, students in school, math, class, English class, that paper you need, all that blocks, bricks in the calling. And sometimes we get used to, we we so want to see the big C calling, that big masterpiece. But let me tell you what, until you get those blocks in place, you won't see that. You won't see that. One of the coolest things I got to experience was when I stood right here, literally right here, I got married in this church building, I stood right here and looked down the aisle and waited for my wife to come forward. See, we had a specific testimony that we believe God called us to. We had heard some preaching on purity from Pastor George and believed, hey, we're going to put the relationship thing on hold and just be friends. Just honor the Lord with our lives. And if God wants us to be together, we'll be together. And that will be when we come together and have our romance and all this, which we've enjoyed for the last 20 years now. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But I, I stood right here, and as she walked down, I could see those it was it was almost three years that we split up and waited on God. I could see all those days flash by me of all the stuff that God did in those three years. That I'm so glad I waited. So I'm so glad I hit the pause button because there was Lego bricks being put together. And that girl sure did come down the eye looking good. <laughs> for sure. As she always does. That's the other reason I like weddings. My wife gets all dressed up and I'm like, I don't even have to pay for the date. I get a free meal and dancing. <laughs> Dude, and my people, the cards had the buffet spread out there, man. Last night, my people were out there. I was like, yes, I will go back to the buffet again. Yes, I'll have some more drinks and whatever else. And if somebody else paid it. I got my beautiful wife right here. I was like, this is a great party. It cost me a dime. But bricks, those bricks in the calling and in the purpose. Don't begrudge the small things. All right? Don't begrudge the small things. Secondly, remember that your calling is not everyone else's, man. Your calling is not everyone else's. Be able to do this. Be able to share your testimony without putting yourself up as the standard for everybody else. Real fast, let me tell you. Because, man, we are quick sometimes. Well, you know, I serve in this ministry. We serve in this ministry. If peradventure the Lord would call you to come to our level and serve in this ministry or do this thing that we are called to do. Look, man, (laughs) let me help you. Be joyful in your calling and let that be inspirational to somebody else to walk in theirs, not to become you. To quote our series from earlier this year, stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. God is well able to inspire and convict that person where they are to do what they're called to do. They don't have to be you. That's why Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. You notice Paul didn't say, come become a tent maker and be single like I am. Come on, let's talk truth now. He didn't say, come be a tent maker and get a business on the side like I have or become a man who is single in ministry. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. And what is specific to us following Christ as believers gives way to the specifics of what you're called to do. And if, I, and if you know what? If I tell you that, I got to tell you it all the time. If I got to convince you, I got to convince you to stay. I heard a man of God. I can't remember who it was, so I can't quote him. I'll give it to PR like he did for me last week. I'll give it to Pastor Ron Hyatt. <laughs> if I got to convince you to come, I got to convince you to stay. And we're not about that. That's not what we need to be doing. So be able to share without making yourself the standard. Then, third, realize that your calling is from God and for others. Your calling is from God and for others. In Matthew 22, which I referenced a little while ago, Jesus was asked, you know, he was always being asked by the the, the scribes and Pharisees and the Sadducees, hey, man, how can we stump this guy? How can we get this guy in his words because, you know, we're not quite on his page? One of them said, hey, let's ask the great teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And so Jesus does this. He says, well, it is this. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And he said the second one's like And they're like, whoa, time out. And Jesus launched right into it before they had a chance to stop him. They're like, we asked for one, man. He gives two. You know why? Because the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang all of the law and the prophets. So the outworking of how you love the Lord and how you honor him and how you do everything you do heartily as to the Lord is always tied with other people. You don't get a freebie to go home and just, it's just me and Jesus and we're doing good. But all them people, nah. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Trust me, the local church, let me help you. You will be frustrated. You will be hurt. You are going to get mad at somebody. You are not going to like the way something gets done. I can promise you all of us, because we're like, wow, aren't you in this, the ministry? Don't you get paid for this place? Yes, but I've got to tell you the truth about what you're going to experience in the church. You know why? It's for your holiness. Man, I should have said that in the first, I didn't say that in the first service, did I? It's for your holiness, man. It's for the work that God wants to do. It's not because everybody doesn't have it together. It's God allowing these things to take place in your life so that he can do his work. Why? Because scripture tells us in Philippians 2 that it's God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. You're like, God, how did this? Like he didn't know? (laughs) How'd you, did you see that? Yes, he saw everything (laughs) before it happened. And there's a work that he's doing. And there's a desire he asked for you to come in and say, man, everything I do is as unto you because you're serving the Lord Christ. So this calling and this slice of the calling and then this big part of the calling is all so that we can glorify and honor him because in that is our joy. In that is our peace. In that is the fullness of our purpose. So Jesus doesn't let him off and just say, hey man, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. He says, but the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself because it will always be intricately tied to the way that we live one with another. And you know what else he said? He said, on these two, Hang all of the law and the prophets. You can know as much as you want to know and be an expert and a scholar. Even start to maybe try to live some of those things out. But guess what? The beautiful thing about the Bible, you're not going to get very far before you get other people involved in it. Things that you want to try to live out from God's word? Yeah, yeah try that out. Just take the Ten Commandments. I'll make it easy for you. Just take the Ten Commandments. Go try to live those out in your isolation. No. Nah. No, God is consistent. Whether you take us from the early time in the law, whether you take us from, from, from the prophets, whether you take us from the major and minor, whether you take us into the gospels, he's consistent. His character doesn't change. And his desire for you doesn't change. And part of that is that your calling would be filled with joy in life because you're walking it out with him. Why? Because we're serving the Lord Christ. Everything we're doing is unto him and not as to man. So as I was studying this this week, there was, if you've never looked into it, there are some great articles in the Gospel Coalition um, blog and website. And um, there's a guy who is one of their editors named Ivan Mesa. And he wrote this beautiful article about your calling. And basically what he was saying, what you're calling is not. He's clarifying some things. And so I have read this article a couple of times and a couple quotes stood out to me so strong. I wanted to share them with you this morning. So firstly, he said this, we're not called to everything which means we can joyfully lean on and work with the callings of others. We find our callings with, by, and in serving others, and we fulfill our callings as others fulfill theirs. We're together and walking out this thing because God's doing a work in all of us as his people. And so we're not called to everything, but we can joyfully lean on and work with the callings of others. And we find our callings with, by, and in serving others. And we fulfill our callings as others fulfill theirs. You see it even in in something like different companies that are out there, big companies that have products to offer. It's not just about the making of money. It's that somebody says, man, I want more people to utilize this, have experience of this product. Okay? And they may make money off it. It may not. But the thing is, if their heart is not first that they wanted to share this with somebody else, they probably won't make any money off it. That's the reality of it because it's about other people. Nobody's going to buy your stuff and you're going to make any money? No. Nobody's going to experience your product and it's going to become famous? No. Other people have to be involved in that process. And in the same way, in the body of Christ, God has things in each of us that he wants us to walk out and be joyful in. And as we do that, we're interacting with all these people in the relationships that God's given us so that we can say, man, whatever we do, we do so as unto the Lord, knowing that our reward comes from Jesus because we're serving him. Knowing, knowing this, that that inheritance and that reward is there with Jesus for us to receive. Secondly, he said this, which is another great quote he had from his article, and this is what I want to end with. Look at your life. Apart from sin, your calling is whatever your life consists of right now. Look at your life. Apart from sin, your calling is whatever your life consists of right now. Again, it might be little blocks. It might be one of those Lego bricks you might have stepped on and it might be causing you a pain in your foot right now. It's those blocks that are being built together for his purpose to be fulfilled in your life. And for some of you right now, you might be saying, man, I know what I'm called to do and it's just the day by day knowing that I continue and all these parts are part of the puzzle that I'm fulfilling for the glory of God. But some of you may need to make a shift. God's gonna use where you are right now to show you where you need to go, to show you where you need to step. So even if you're in a spot right now where you're gonna change lanes a little bit, God's using all that. What does scripture say? Romans eight twenty eight tells us that he's working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So even if you're in a position and you know you're going to make a job change or you know you're going to have an adjustment or you know it's time as a single person to get married or you know it's as a married couple, you're going to begin to have babies or you know you're going to make a move to another place, whatever that is, God's even using the place where you are right now to help you for the next season. You're calling and you can have joy in it. And life in it. Come on and stand with me this morning. Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not as to man. I want to pray over some of you this morning. There's some who are in here questioning, man, what is my calling and the direction the Lord has for you? And then some of you, you know what it is, and it's about the joy. It's about the joy in that calling. It's about knowing I'm right where God has me. It's right where I need to be. But can I have the joy of the Lord, which is my strength, the word promises in it. So bow your head this morning. If that's you and you want some prayer over that, just lift a hand. I want to pray over all of us this morning who are either needing clarity on what our calling is or you need the clarity and the focus and the joy that God has given you for that particular call. Lord, I thank you today that you are good and you are merciful and that you are gracious. And I speak over every person today, Lord, who needs to have their calling clarified for them or they need to receive the fullness of your joy in it, Lord. I pray that they would know the peace that passes understanding that guards their hearts and guards their minds. They would be certain, Father, of your goodness in the midst of it, Father, and they would know that as they obey you and walk in your ways, God, you are doing a great work in their lives. So I thank you, Lord, for the voice of the Holy Spirit today to speak clearly the affirming word, Father, to come into their lives, Father, even other brothers and sisters in the faith to be able to speak a clear word, to bring a confirmation, Lord, of what you are speaking to them in their lives. And again, we speak life over their callings in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you can go and put your hand down. Now, keep your heads bowed just for a moment. I want to speak to those of you who may not have given yourself to Jesus yet, may not have received the salvation he's providing for you, You haven't even gotten to that first part of what we talked about before you get to calling. And I want to give you the opportunity today. We want to pray with you as a whole church family that there is an opportunity today for you to know Jesus and then begin to see everything through a different lens your entire life from a different perspective. So if that's you today and you haven't ever prayed that prayer and you want to receive today the salvation that Jesus will provide or you're just not sure and you want to receive that today, just put a hand up in this place and I want to pray for you. People online as well, I want to put a hand up and I'm going to pray for you this morning. Anybody, I'm going to give you a moment. All right. Okay. And I want us to take a minute right now for any person who's going to hear this and any person online, and we're going to pray for them right now. So join with me. Father, we thank you for your salvation and your powerful work that you provide. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to do a great work. And Lord, I thank you for that. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives and convicts us of sin, convicts us of righteousness and convicts us of judgment. And Lord, I pray over every person who would receive this word today, Lord, that if they need to get right with you, that they'll do it, that they'll say, Lord, bring about your work in me. Lord, I surrender. I know I've been in sin and I turn from that sin, not to be saved, but I turn to turn to you and know that you'll do a work in my life once you've brought salvation in me. And so we thank you for your saving work. We thank you for the sanctifying work that you do. In Jesus' name. And we also pray right now, Father, over this. So many people who have responded to the altars this year in our house, God. We're grateful and humbled to be a part of that. And I pray over each of them that they will not waste one day. Hesitating, but they'll dive in 100%, Father. Help them to get into a connect group in our church family or wherever it is you've called them. Help them to connect with people who will disciple them, speak the word to them, build them up, encourage them, edify them, equip them for the work that you've called them to do. Help them, Lord, to be renewed in every way, to see their calling as the way that you see it, to walk in the joy of the Lord, which is their strength. And God, we thank you for that today. We speak life and we declare, Father, over ourselves, Lord, God, that we have joy in the calling that you have for us. Strengthen us to do it and strengthen us to be an expression of your joy, Lord, as we do all we do as unto you, knowing that we're serving you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.